So, readings from Isaiah 53, it is in fact the whole of Isaiah 53, um, taken from, right, it's on page 741 of the Church Bibles. So, Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer, and through the Lord makes sorry, and though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the Lord of the and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Thank you very, very much. Now we're going to be thinking about that now, uh, so let me pray for us as we come to look at those verses. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you uh, for all the truth that it contains, the encouragement, the challenge, and we pray that you'd help us now to learn it, not just to remember it, but to really let it sink into our hearts and into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, in our Sunday mornings this summer, we are doing this series, In My Heart, Off By Heart, looking at uh, some memory verses, just short bits of the Bible, and if we learn them, they will really help us. Uh, we're doing these, if my, this is going to work, there we go. Uh, we're doing these seven verses over the summer. Um, 
And our verse for today, as we've said, let's read this out together. And we can add in the do bar bars if we want. Here we go. Ready together. We all like sheep have gone astray. Bar, bar, do bar, bar. Each of us has turned to our own way. Bar, bar, do bar, bar. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Sing. Bar, bar, do bar, bar. Isaiah 53, 6. Thank you. I knew at least somebody would go, oh, there we go. Very good. So we're already kind of learning it, aren't we? But it's really important that we understand what it is that we're saying, really taking it on board. Again, maybe not the do bar bars, but the rest of it. So let's, uh, let's start at the start as we look at it, uh, where it says that we all like sheep. Do you like sheep? Do you like sheep? Well, apparently we all like sheep. That sounds like something a bunch of uh, shepherds would say, wouldn't it? We all like sheep. Is that what it means though? We all like sheep? No, we're missing a little bit of a, a comma here. Should we stick that comma in? There we go. We all, like sheep, have done this, that, and the other. This verse isn't telling us that we like sheep. It's telling us that we are like sheep. How are we like sheep? Do we live in a field and eat grass? I don't. Do we get covered in fluffy wool? No. So how are we like sheep? Well, our verse tells us. We all like sheep have done what? Can someone shout out? We all like sheep have gone astray. We've gone astray. What does that mean though? It means to wander off, to do our own thing, to get ourselves into trouble. That is what sheep do. I found a video of a sheep uh, who had got itself stuck in a ditch. Would we be able to uh, play that video of it being rescued? <laughs> Shall we watch that again? Let's watch that again because this is what sheep do. He's no sooner been rescued than he goes and does this again. Let's watch that again. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! Yes. Now, <laughs> that is sheep. That is what sheep are like. They wander off. They go astray. Now, last year after Holiday Bible Club, I brought a live chicken in today. So I don't have a sheep today. I don't have a sheep uh, uh, for church. Because they're too much trouble. They are too naughty. So we're going to have to make do with this sheep instead. And this sheep uh, up on the screen does what sheep do. He goes astray. He's always going astray. He's always, you know, whizzing around, getting into mischief, blocking the memory verse. Excuse me. Thank you very much. That is what we do. Of all the animals the Bible could tell us that we're like, it would be nice to be something a little bit more impressive, wouldn't it? It would be nice to be an intelligent dolphin or something like that, or nice to be a majestic lion. But that isn't what we're like. The Bible tells us what we're actually like. We are like sheep. Sheep who are not that bright. Sheep who are stubborn. Sheep who cannot look after themselves. Sheep who will wander off cliffs, get themselves killed, jump into ditches unless they are constantly looked after. And unlike our sheep, it's not a cute thing 
This is a serious thing, that we've got a loving God who's like a shepherd to us. He's given us everything, told us how to live, given us everything we need, wants to be close to us, and we will not stay put. We won't stay in his boundaries. We will not obey him. Instead, each of us has turned to our own way. We don't want to go God's way. We want to go our way, and that goes for all of us. So whether we're teeny-weeny little toddlers... And we learn to say the word, no. We might not be able to do much, but we can say, no, I'm not doing what you want. I'm going to go my own way. Or when we're a bit older children, when we can go and sneakily do the things that we're not supposed to do, we can turn our own way. Or when we're teenagers and just suddenly overnight, mum and dad are idiots. How did that happen? They don't know anything. We're going to go our own way. Or when we're grown-ups and finally we can do whatever we want. Or we resent the fact that we can't do whatever we want because we want to go our own way. We live in a culture that celebrates sheep who do their own thing, who wander off on their own, stick two hooves up at God. They don't want anything to do with him. And we think we're such individuals, aren't we? Even though every single sheep is doing the same thing, going away from God, turning our own way instead. And that's called sin. Or to use the word from the verse, Iniquity. Iniquity. That means badness, sin, breaking the rules, breaking God's heart. Everything we're doing is piling up more and more sin. So this is us right here. And everything we're doing, we just keep going our own way and we're piling up all of these things that we're doing wrong. Every time that we're being selfish. Every time that we are being rude to one another every time we try just to do whatever it takes to get our own thing. Over and over and over, we are just piling up more and more and more iniquity. And one day that will be dealt with. It's only right. It's only fair. What are we going to do about all of this iniquity? What can we do? Well, what's God going to do about it? Just pretend for a second we've never heard this memory verse before. Let's finish the verse in our head. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has finally had enough of it. And the Lord has decided to punish us at last. Well, amazingly, that isn't how the verse goes, does it? It says, we... What have we done? Well, we're like sheep who've gone astray. We've turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That is an amazing thing, isn't it? That God has taken our sin, our badness, our iniquity, and put it on somebody else, put it all on somebody else's shoulders. In that longer bit of the Bible that we read, just before verse 6, we read verse 4 and 5. And, uh, and let me read those out and listen to who's being punished for what. It says, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Can we see what's going on? He is being punished 
for the things we have done. Or to put it another way, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. But who is him? Come on, someone can give me this. Who, who has all our iniquity been put on? Who's him? Jesus, absolutely right. Jesus. Jesus. So all of our sin has been put onto him. All of our meanness and our selfishness and our rudeness, our horribleness, all our rejection of God, all our rebellion against God, all of our iniquity, the Lord has laid it on Jesus. So that on the cross, as he's there dying, he's being punished for our sin. He's pierced, he's crushed, he's punished, he's wounded so that we can be healed forgiven, have peace. Because how much iniquity is now left on us if we trust in him? None. It's all been laid on him. And that's how we can be forgiven. That is how we can be forgiven. All our wrong taken off us and laid on him. That is amazing, wonderful news that we've all sinned. We're all like those sheep who've gone astray. But God has made a way for us to come back through Jesus' death for us. So let's bring back my, uh, my naughty sheep again. So, um, have you been going astray? Yeah. <laughs> have you been turning to your own way? Yeah. And has that been good? No. It's been bad, hasn't it? Yes. And that is what we are all like. And it gets us all in trouble with God. But we don't have to be sheepish about it. <laughs> we can come back. We can come back. Because we know the Lord has laid our sin on Jesus so that we can be forgiven. That is fantastic, isn't it? So what should we do? We should come back to him. We should stop wandering off and come back home to him. And this goes for us even if we are already Christians. It's easy to read a verse like this and go, oh, okay, that's for people who don't yet know him. They need to come back. Yes, but this is what sin is always like. Every time we sin, Christians sin. And when we do that, it's us still trying to wander off and do our own thing. We also need to come back home. Not try and do it on our own. Come back into the flock, back to our loving shepherds. Because when we trust in Jesus, we're forgiven. Now you need to go home. Off you go. And that goes for all of us. Why don't we have a go at remembering this verse? Okay, no do bar bars this time. Okay, should we have a go at saying this together? We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6. Well done. Let me pray for us. Father God, thank you so much for this wonderful truth of what you've done for us through the Lord Jesus. We are so thankful. Please would you help us to come back to you, keep turning to you, knowing that you will forgive us and welcome us home again. In Jesus' name, amen.